Welcome to the Franklin County, North Carolina podcast. I'm James Six, and this is a podcast about Franklin County, North Carolina. On our broadcast, we hope you will learn a few things you didn't know about Franklin County, North Carolina, plus some helpful tips for you in your daily lives. Today, I'm joined by Emily Johnson, who is executive director of Mariah Parham Franklin here in Lewisburg. So welcome to the podcast, Emily. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So... And I and I realize when I on an intro, I think your title actually is executive director of something for Mariah Parham. So you might have to give me a little bit more on that. But you know, executive director just is the easy title. <laughs> it is the easy title. The official title is executive director of operations for Mariah Parham Franklin. Okay. And how long have you been there doing that? I have been with Mariah Parham for 19 years um, and at the Mariah Parham Franklin site since last April 2022. Okay. And what did you do before the the, the promotion, we'll say? Yeah. So um, I started with Mariah Parham as an occupational therapist about 19 years ago. So I worked as a clinician treating patients with all different types of upper extremity Um, disabilities and surgery and that type of thing. And I slowly started doing some leadership roles through the hospital and was allowed to kind of grow in place per se. Um, Had some great mentors that helped me along the way and really um, took me under their wing. And I took on some leadership roles in the hospital and that ultimately led to um, becoming this um, executive director of operations. And I know I think this is right because I remember if, for a little bit of uh, a little bit of knowledge for the listeners, we were on at Leadership Franklin together uh, this year. You're from a state that I have never met someone from, right? Originally, I am. I'm from North Dakota. North Dakota. I, th- I wanted to make sure it was right. North Dakota, but you've been here for a while, so you know. yep, we've been here for 20 years. But okay, so so going back to taking over now i believe with mariah Parham franklin and i'm going to try to make sure i say that correctly uh, i know when i first started here i was corrected oft, often because it's not maria it's not um parham i'm trying to think of all the other different ways is mariah Parham. what is your the position was is a newly created position for the lewisburg uh, division of the greater organization right Correct. It, it is. Um, so when the hospital was open, reopened um, by Mariah Parham about four years ago, the way that we had our administration team structured, we did not have a, a, a director that was specific to the site. Um, so all of our administrators kind of took turns managing the site um, and overseeing the different operations throughout the facility. And as the facility's grown and we've gotten our feet under us a little bit, um, over the last year, we decided we needed an executive presence down here to really push and grow um, and do what we need to for the county of uh, Franklin, the Franklin County and Lewisburg community. Yeah, and that's that's a good thing to to have. I mean, that that shows the commitment that Mariah Parham has to Franklin County and to Lewisburg that uh, that you have that sort of special attention to make sure that you know you know you know. And it's it's one of those things is I know as you grow, as the county grows. I mean, we've had to add different positions here and there um, throughout county government because as we grow, you know, you have to have those positions so that we can you know manage effectively. So that's good to hear that the uh, the Mariah Parham has been doing that. So with Mariah Parham, y'all have been. If I, I'm going to try to remember 
from some research. I, 2018? Okay, 2018 is when y'all, uh, we'll say, established services here in Lewisburg at the old uh, what do they call it? Franklin County Medical Center site. It, Franklin you know, Regional it, Medical Center. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. So what what are the? And I know obviously these have probably uh, have been. This is more of an updated view of the services offered. But what services do uh, does Mariah Parham uh, have at the site here in Lewisburg? So here in Lewisburg, we have a freestanding emergency department. So we see anything that comes in that's an emergency, um, get many transports from Franklin County EMS, um, which we work very closely with to, to help um, their operations. We have um, so a full-service emergency department, and then we have outpatient services that include lab um, and radiology services. So anyone needing those services can come directly to the hospital to get that taken care of. Um, and then we have a 33-bed um, inpatient psychiatric facility. 13 of those beds are geriatric psych beds, so individuals 55 and older. Um, and then the, there's a 20-bed adult unit that was opened two years ago that is ages 18 to 55. We also have two outpatient clinics that are here in the community. One is right next to the hospital. That is our women's and primary care clinic. Um, and then we just opened a second location uh, a month ago, not even not quite a month ago, um, at the Sandalwood location. That is our Mariah Parham specialty care clinic with multiple special specialists that come down um, to service the community. Okay. And I know um, one of the things, I know there was a sort of a push to – to kind of let people know about some of these services, especially the lab work and radiology services that that you can get that stuff done here without having to go to a larger area, so like Raleigh or uh, Henderson or I don't know if people go into Nash County or uh, for some of that. But you can actually get that stuff done here in Lewisburg. And I know y'all were t- sort of uh, trying to remind people about some of those services. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. That's why we wanted to come back to the community and make sure that the Lewisburg and Franklin County community had that health care at their fingertips and didn't have to travel outside of their community to get quality health care. You guys are celebrating uh, something I I saw the other day. It's And you probably know way more about this, but I did happen to see the leapfrog hospital safety grade of an A, which is always good to get an A. Yes, it is. That is something we are very proud of. It's very difficult to achieve, and we have achieved it. Um, We have been working very hard as a health system to really show our quality um, in patient outcomes and safety, and we made it. So we have been celebrating that. Um, We were the top in the region for scoring an A um, and very proud of that, and it speaks volumes to the care that we can provide. In thinking about the the different, um, you know, we talked about numbers before we got on. Is there are there some numbers that we can put out there that sort of give an idea of of what you do there at the hospital? Just any numbers, putting you on the spot, but you know. Sure, our emergency department sees anywhere from thirty five to sixty patients a day, um, depending on the EMS transports and the the number of folks that walk in. It's been a very busy couple of months with the flu. Um, Of course, COVID kept us busy in some ways, but slowed down the hospital in many other ways. Um, Radiology and lab, we see, gosh, I don't even know an average number that we 
that we see per day. We have definitely seen growth in our, especially in the emergency room, um, from starting out four years ago. Um, we did see a dip during COVID because people were scared to get health care and come to the hospital um, and probably averaged about 20 visits a day prior to COVID, 20 to 30. And now we're seeing that all rebounding and exceeding where we had even budgeted for. So we are seeing an, a great amount of growth in our all of our service areas um, at the hospital, which has been wonderful to see people coming and us being able to take care of them. Yeah, and and one thing I, I try not to take for granted, for granted even being not in the medical field, uh, is that some people we might need to back up uh, and explain what a freestanding emergency room is and what the kind of things that you can get the services for in the emergency room here. Because obviously, you know, if you're going to have a, I don't know, I mean, you know, a bullet, you know, wound or the bullet went straight through your heart or something. I mean, if it's a, if it's a high level trauma, it will have to go to a, you know, wake med or somewhere like that, because those are are very, (laughs) uh, very difficult cases. But you know what are the what are the things that you see most often? The things we see most often, you're right. We're not a trauma center, so there are things that have to go to a bigger, um, larger system. Um, if it requires open heart surgery, um, we do not provide open heart surgery. Um, and de- if it's a, a stroke happening, depends on the timing of of when EMS gets to the patient and what exactly they need on whether or not they stop at our facility and we can handle that. Many patients um, with high trauma, if it's a gunshot wound, depending on on the level of trauma, EMS will take them to a higher level of care um, because that's what's needed. Um, But as far as being a freestanding emergency department, we can handle pretty much anything, anything that comes our way. If they can, if it's something that we can't handle, we will stabilize the patient and get them off to the next higher level of care that's needed, um, whether that's Duke Life Flight coming in um, with their ground truck or um, their helicopter to get them to the right location. Um, if somebody needs to be admitted and Mariah Parham can handle that, they will have them transported to the hospital in Henderson for an overnight stay if that's needed. So as a full st- or as a freestanding emergency department, we do not have any acute care beds. Um, so if it's something that does need to be admitted, that patient would be transferred to hopefully Mariah Parham and Henderson if we can handle it, um, otherwise to a, a tertiary facility. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, if it's uh... – We'll we'll say if it's um, not necessarily as life threatening in, in some ways because most of that stuff seems life threatening. But you know, obviously, you have a, a pretty deep cut or something like that mm-hmm. that will definitely need some hospital attention. They're they're ready to do that sort of thing. I'll say, is there anything that you can think of uh, maybe that people don't know about the uh, what you offer there? I mean, is there anything that's kind of like oh? You always think of these little hidden gems that you have in your uh, situation. Uh, you know, do you have a little hidden gem of what? What do people uh, maybe not know about or not think about that that Mariah Parham Franklin offers? I think the the outpatient services and our physician practices are really the hidden gems. Um, we have labs. Any kind of labs that you need, we can provide that instead of having to go to a bigger facility or um, you know outside of outside of town. Um, and radiology, we can do X-ray, CT, and mammograms on site. And the best part about our physician practices, we have specialists that are coming to the area 
frequently. We have a cardiologist that comes, orthopedics that are here um, a couple times a week. We have GI um, services on site. We have nephrology and pain physicians that come. So those specialty services are available right here, and any procedures that need to be done, it can happen in Henderson instead of driving to a bigger city and dealing A, with traffic, and B, with parking, um, (laughs) that you will get high-quality, leapfrog A, high-quality care um, at Mariah Parham. Um, And one thing we're very proud of is that we are now bringing OBGYN services to the community. So in 2023, we will have an OBGYN here in our Mariah Parham Primary and Women's Care Clinic next to the hospital, um, which is a service that the community has not had for quite a while. So we're very happy to bring that back to the community. Yeah. And um, that's one one of the things I was going to ask. Um, and that's probably one of the things I was going to ask, what is on the horizon? I mean, what is, what are you looking down the road at, at adding and, and doing? Cause I know as you, as things become more and more popular and, you know, um, there's more of a need there, you can provide it, but what, what's on the horizon? Absolutely. We are now in some deep discussions about reoperationalizing some different parts of the hospital that are um, not used now. Unfortunately, the the um, upper levels of the hospital would um, take quite a bit of funding um, to get back up to code, but we're looking at what it would look like to have our, our ORs back in, in, um, in working order to be able to provide some either GI coverage scopes, um, colonoscopies, those types of things on site, um, and some other um, orthopedic surgeries, general surgery cases on an outpatient basis. Um, so that would be ideal for us to be able to do that back here in the county. Mm-hmm. And I know, and that's, you know, exciting to think about, you know, potentially some of those things being brought back as, um, as you know, the I know COVID and, and a lot of things uh, created a, a, a kind of a strange strain upon all of uh, health care. I know that because uh, my wife was a nurse. We didn't live here, but, you know, and things got shut down. She actually was an OR nurse during COVID, and she got furloughed for four months. And I was also um, working remotely from home because when I was a reporter, we had to do that. So she realized she doesn't like to be at home that much, uh-huh. and she got <laughs> – she got tired of uh, painting walls and stuff like that. So, uh, so I know about. Uh, she was like, I I hear the ORs may be opening back up, uh, so I might get to go back to work. And uh, she actually before they, because uh, she was in the hard OR, and they had she was the the person pre COVID that they needed because they realized they need a third person. She was in in training for that position, but. Uh, when COVID hit, they realized, well, they didn't really need the extra person right now. So she got put on that to the point where she said, I can't stay at home anymore and be on furlough, be on unemployment and all this. So she volunteered to go into what uh, the hospital that she worked for, the supplemental staffing pool, yeah. which Garen just about guaranteed you we're going to work on a COVID floor, which, of course, she did. Mm-hmm. And she went up there and. She was one of the few people who volunteered to go back into that because she just couldn't stand being in, uh, being at home, you know, until she could get a position back in the OR. So, uh, so yeah, there was a lot of things of COVID that kind of messed up in the, the medical world, and we were feeling that at home. So I know in 
uh, within Franklin County. I've seen some different things that you guys are doing in the community to sort of remind people, to tell people about the different services. I know I see the when I I will say from a from a media marketing. Um, uh, standpoint when I drove down Bickett and I saw the, the the billboard, I was like, actually, that's a really good billboard. That that actually for uh, this community and some other things, sometimes uh, that older kind of thing with billboards is a great way to you know to get messages to people. But what are what are some of the things you're doing in the community as far as like outreach to let people know? So um, I'll speak to the billboards. All of the billboards that we have are our staff that are on the billboards, which is really cool. Um, we've had a lot of great comments from community members saying, hey, I know I know them. That's my neighbor. Um, and they know that they're going to get good care when they, they see them, um, which is the biggest benefit of a community hospital. Um, so we try really hard to be involved in the community. Um, we are um, have um, ownership on the Franklin Chamber of Commerce um, board. We try to get involved in any kind of activity that we can. We have a very strong showing with the senior center. We've done lunch and learns and cooking classes with them, um, exercise classes with the senior center. Um, we're working closely with Lewisburg College to try to um, bring back some student health um, a nurse practitioner on campus for them. Um, we have been doing a United Way campaign right now, hoping to raise some money for the local United Way chapter, anything that we can be involved in, um, participating in a parade, going downtown, um, being present, we want to be there. Um, working with the schools, um, starting to try to get in more with the schools and seeing what we can do to help um, in that realm as well. So we are here for the community. It's been fun over the last couple of years to get a little bit more involved. Of course, covid made us take a step back from that. Um, but we love being involved. If there are events out there, we want to be there. We want to be present. We want to be part of all the great things that are going on with Franklin County. And let's see, you know, like I told uh, on these things that these podcasts, I don't, uh, I don't have a list of questions. I, I do this sort of just freehand, just a conversation. Um, but I'll go back to you on this, um, is there anything that you might have prepared for that we hadn't talked about? <laughs> um, no, I have not, but I'm not a very good singer, but I can sure try to sing if you want me to. <laughs> you don't want me to. It's a sing- <laughs> well, it's not really a singing podcast. We were talking about information, uh, what we did as a staff, uh, talking about Franklin County's history and all that in our planning director shared the Franklin County song oh. and uh, a lot of other department directors were wondering if he was going to sing it for us and he would not sing it for us. But there <laughs> was, was a, a song written uh, almost a hundred years ago, I think, uh, which is, is interesting on this. So is there, there is a Franklin County song. <laughs> Ryan you can, you can does see. not have a song. But. Yeah. No, no mottos and, and songs. Jingles. Any jingles? No. I don't think we have a jingle. Okay. I'd be happy to create one, though. If, yeah, and, and I would say if uh, the thing that people miss sometimes about jingles is the old school jingles are the ones you always remember. It's true. And, and people tried these new things, and I go back to some of these different things, and I actually it came up to me uh, a while back. It was probably done in maybe the 70s or 80s, but there's uh, a convenience store in many parts of South Carolina called Little Cricket, and they have a – uh, commercial that I remember growing up as a kid 
And it's, you know, a guy going, little cricket. And then another <laughs> guy's talking about he's hungry and he wants a Twinkie. And, and then at the end of the song, the guy doing the deep voice um, messes something up. And he says, no, you're supposed to say this. And he just says, he, he basically responds to whatever the guy was just said and, and, and sort of that thing. But it reminds me of those little jingles that we had. Um, one time I had a had gotten a car in Myrtle Beach and the Chrysler Jeep was Myrtle Beach Chrysler Jeep. We're going to win you over. And they had this whole like jingle song <laughs> built for it. And it was so catchy. It was so catchy. You'd hear it on the radio. And it's just one of those things that you're, you know, doing something, you know, hours later and you're starting to hum that little jingle that mm-hmm. you heard. And it's, it, it's, it, there's some, there's some truth to some of the older marketing techniques that people had that actually still really work these days. Uh, so those are always, always fun. Um, jingles are always fun. So, so the next time I come on the podcast, I'm going to have a Mariah Parham jingle. <laughs> that would be, that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, I don't know of any, uh, there probably is, if I had been around longer, maybe I would know of some other jingles in Franklin County. Maybe there some out there, but there's, you know, I don't know. I don't can't. I don't know of any that come to mind, but there are some. Uh, there are some fun things out there. I miss. I miss old school jingles and things like that. So, but like we said, you know, the old school marketing things like the billboards and stuff like that. Because there's people in Franklin County that uh, they're they're going to ha- not have access to internet right now. We're working on doing, you know, getting the services out there. But there's some places still that are a bit unreachable for that. Some that you know are more remote, and if they don't have a different sort of uh, news service that they're getting uh, information for, you're you're not going to be able to get to them unless you mail them something, and uh, direct mail is expensive. So, uh, so things like that when you're driving down Bicket, as most people will have to do in this county at some point in time, you know, if you see one of those billboards. So I will say, so good, uh, good job on the on the marketing there. But that could be just my crazy ideas. So, um, <laughs> no comment. You don't have to go with that. Um, so, uh, I know you enjoyed, like I mentioned earlier, we did Leadership Franklin. I know for me, that was a particularly timely thing. I know I, I think I got to send the application my third week here. So, I thought, hmm, well, looking at what they do, and I said, oh, this is this is a great opportunity for me to experience and learn a lot about agriculture, uh, education, even government. When I was uh, putting together the county government day, I was still learning a lot from other uh, places within the court system or with the county government and uh, the businesses and and all kinds of different things uh, that's going on in the county. So I guess we'll have a little quick plug for the Chamber's Leadership Franklin. If you've never done that, believe the op- they still have openings for the next leadership franklin because i think they don't close it off to the end of january so if you are listening to this before the end of january you may still have a chance to get in on that so that was a that was a fun fun time it was and i would agree it was very timely for me as well i started right before um leadership franklin started and it was a wonderful opportunity to get to see things in a new area, even though I, I live in Oxford. I've been in this area for a while, but not in Franklin County and not in Lewisburg. So it was 
it was it was great. All of the inner workings and different businesses, um, not to mention the relationships that were built between all of the participants, you um, getting connected with other city folks and, and business owners. It was it was awesome. I highly recommend um, anyone in the area, even if you've lived here. We've had we had a couple people in our class who had lived here for a long time, and they were very excited about things that they had no idea even existed in their county that they've been living in. I mean, down in Youngsville, they have a um, – Hill Ridge Farms to me is like a, a mini do, uh, Dollywood, you know, with the train. They got a train, you know, and, and the carousel and all that stuff. And it's just amazing to, to know some of these little hidden gems. I think we might – we're going to maybe get to go to a gold mine but didn't get a chance to. And then we missed out on that tilapia farm, which oh, I was wow. kind of disappointed in that. I was, I was – I never – don't even know how that works. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that was a, that was a good thing. That's where we met, and we had a pretty good class of of people. So it was a lot of good contacts to be made, even going through with the job to, to know who some of these people are, and and kind of uh, good contacts because if you need to, you know, talk with someone in their organization, you can go go to your friend from Leadership Franklin and say, "Hey, I need to get in touch with that person. What's the best way to do that?" So, uh, so it's a great, great networking thing. And if you get into Leadership Franklin 2023, I'll tell you, County Day next year is going to be awesome <laughs> because after being through it one year, I know all the things I want to do next year. So, uh, check. And we've asked to have a health care day added. So hopefully yep. be coming to the hospital as well. Yep. That would be a very good thing. Get a, get a tour of the hospital among all the other things you get to tour, uh, would be, would be great. So, so if you are interested in that, check out the Franklin County, the Greater Franklin County Chamber of Commerce, and uh, there's an application there for that. Well, that's about all the time we have left for today. Tune in for more informative programming about what is happening in Franklin County. Like or subscribe to the Franklin County NC Podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share a comment or review to find out more about Franklin County NC, go to our website at frank- www.franklincountync.gov and sign up for our email newsletter while you are there. For all of us here in Franklin County, I'm James Hicks, and we'll talk to you soon.